Hold on for a second. Okay. I got a little rant here. Okay. So Walken goes off on Georgia about the DJ booth and we got a DJ booth. Yeah, we got a DJ. Booth. I missed something. Yeah. No. Yeah, we have a DJ booth in the locker room. Well, it's because of Sony because he's a legitimate rapper. Well, in, in whatever the reason is, really. Really, it's what you're going to get fired up about when you have waterfalls and slides and a live-action replay of Caligula every day in the Alabama locker room, allegedly. There are certain times during the year that we all take breaks or hiatuses from things that we love. It could be a two-week interruption from running or going to the gym. Perhaps you miss a month's worth of your favorite Netflix shows, or you could even count that eight-month wait that we all must deal with from the end of the college football season in January to when games start back in September. The point I'm trying to make is that our podcast has been without a new show in five weeks, and the three of us were definitely excited to get back in the studio and obviously talk about Georgia sports and really to simply hang out in front of our microphones to catch up with each other and share our opinions on current UGA happenings that are making the news. So, in case you forgot, or perhaps this is your first time joining us, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 87 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. Joining me today, as usual, are my two co-hosts, Will Leach of SportsOnEarth.com and Tony Waller, editor of the Georgia Sports Blog. I, I think he still does that. Might need to ask him. So uh, how about Tony Waller, a.k.a. Tyler Dogden, on Twitter? We'll just go with that. If you're counting down the days until the start of the college football season, this is an episode you're definitely going to want to hear. We jump right into a post-spring practice depth chart analysis and touch on the state of UJ spring sports and even share some recent good news that Mark Fox and the basketball team received this week, among other topics to discuss. So no need to keep you waiting for this long introduction. I mean, it's definitely been long enough of a wait already. So let's get into the show, and Will will kick us off with a little pre-show banter about the NBA, of all things. So hope you enjoy. I love Isaiah Thomas, and that story is obviously great, but I mean, he is still 5'9". He's the shortest player in the NBA. Yeah, it's, well, so was Spud Webb, and you saw yeah, what he did. Yeah, but yeah. Spud Webb, like, I mean, he was and Spud, cute. Spud Webb <laughs> like, never got yeah. the Hawks to the Eastern Conference. Right, like, like Spud Webb was Spud Webb was a don't Google at that best an average player. How did how did Muggsy Bogues? You, you do? watch your mouth. <laughs> I watched Muggsy Bogues was a below average player. dude. I watched Muggsy Bogues play in college. And well, I'm sure he was above average player. He in the NBA. I mean, Tim Duncan, Wake Forest. Yeah. Huh. Same Wake Forest. Arnold Palmer went to Wake Forest. Arnold Palmer did Random. go to Wake Forest. Also had nice handles. Hey, before before we get <laughs> wow. started, Hard let's time. um four minutes. Let, let's reintroduce ourselves. My name is Scott yeah. Duvall. Uh, to my right is Tony Waller, and also hey. to my right is Will Leach. And this is the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast, and it's been a while. It has. I mean, it's, it's been a it's minute. Particularly been a while for me too, because the last show you guys did, I was not at. You weren't here, and it's even been more of a while since we've actually been here in the big studio. Mm-hmm. And it, will this be uh, our last stop at the studio? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, folks don't know this because you know you don't follow Scott's life. Yeah, um, you Scott, can tell. Scott's moving. You're gonna tell. Um, <laughs> Scott's moving. So Scott's moving. When to, are you moving? Uh, hey, let me look at the name of it. You're moving to. Gainesville, Florida. Can that Sorry, possibly guys. be right? Unsubscribe. Um, no, he's not moving to Florida. He's moving. He's moving closer to me. I'm moving. Well, actually, it's the same distance. Uh, well, yeah, about five miles as a crow flies. Yeah, as we say down here in the south. But it's the same distance for me. It's just a less bucolic drive. I'm gonna be if you, if you're familiar with Oconee County. Uh, I'm gonna be like real close to that racetrack, right around there. And so my uh, kids keep mentioning. Just about every day that we need to get the the big go cup 
for racetrack <laughs> since we're going to be filling up with uh, fountain drinks just about every day. Racetracks for those of us in the southern part of the county. I got that's you. Is that, that's where the dividing that's line is. That's the deal. Well, it's not really a dividing line. It's just it's things you'll learn living in Oconee. I hear you. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we're excited about it. But um, you know what we're also excited about? We are excited about talking about the post-soccer. Oh. But, well, we we'll will get to, get to soccer. Mm-hmm. But uh, the post-spring practice depth chart and then a recap of the spring sports uh tennis it just finished up it was a little sad but they did well uh we got softball and baseball uh baseball's still in it softball's out and there are also people already freaking out about the 2018 signing class because we just had a couple of decommitments and we have a grand total of two commitments which is the same as alabama so um, I'm sure there'll be other things we talk about. We'll probably smatter in some Braves talk. I'd actually like to start with some breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, yes, yes. Breaking yes. news just as we came in here. Good one. Yontay Mayton. Yontay Mayton, the all-SEC player last year. Obviously, the key to everything that George was doing. He put his name into the NBA draft, but he did not hire an agent. The deadline to announce whether you're going to be a part of the NBA draft is Wednesday, which is, I presume, the day that you are listening to this. And probably. That's ambitious. Yes. Okay. Well, Wednesday and Thursday and yeah. Friday. Yes. And next Monday. Day. It's just a yeah, it's just a whole week long deadline. Right. By, by the way, do us a favor and delete and re-download if you yes. don't mind. If you just <laughs> be good. Uh, but Yante Main will be returning to Georgia next year, which That's means awesome. that nine of the ten re- returning players, uh, obviously JJ Frazier being right. you know, uh, the one. Can we get him another year? Uh, I would well, love it. <laughs> JJ Frazier's been here since uh, since Fern Fleming played. So, yeah. and uh, but Monte will be back. I, that is in what is going to be an extremely pivotal year for Mark Fox and for this program to have Yante Maton come back is obviously very huge. Uh, I think without Yante Maton, I think you're looking at something <clears throat> bad. With Yante Maton, I think it is reasonable to expect this to be a tournament team. Well, it's potential. Uh, you know, you're bringing okay. back. Well, no, but you're bringing back 18 points a game, uh, seven rebounds a game, all SEC performer. I think the trick's going to remain being how Fox works the rotation. I mean, I remain in the camp that the best coaching job that he's done at the University of Georgia is after Mayton went down in the first two minutes of the Kentucky game, right? I mean, we lost Mayton in that game, and anybody watching that game thought, oh, this is going to get ugly. (laughs) We hung with him. I mean, right, and that, that game not, also secured me. JJ Frazier is one of my oh, favorite. Yes, yes, he just went off. Time. I mean, it's, yeah. if Georgia wins, he gets mentioned on oh, college yeah. basketball podcast yeah, yeah, with uh, Devin yeah. Downey. Shout yes. out to Devin Downey. But you can't discount the fact that it really depends. I mean, you have to think the offense is going to center on Yante, which means that a lot of players can be crashing. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of. Um, really zone-heavy, defend-the-box defenses. And so any of these young guys step up and become shooters like maybe we think – we hope they can. Yeah, but um, see Turtle take a huge step forward. Yeah, too. Turtle takes – I mean yeah. – this this could be this could be a and whole Crump, different. Crump's another guy that can make a big uh, right. This could be, be a, points this, on the board for those. Guys. This could be a very different look because we haven't, in the time that Mark Fox has been here, at least had an offense predicated on. You know, basically running through a senior big man yeah. who can can legit take a step back and t- hit a shot or also command presence underneath. Does I, he remind you of Al Horford a little bit? A little bit. He reminds me a lot of those. He's, he's from Michigan, and he reminds me of those guys that Michigan State always had. Yeah, those like yeah. six eight, six nine. Mm-hmm. Actually, kind of Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond players. Green absent yeah. beating people down. Yeah, like not a jackass, but like right. yeah, but right. like, but Draymond Green type players. I mean, he's an All SEC player in a conference that has. 
like the three of the other guys were Kentucky players. That's right. So like uh, you know he's he's awesome. And I think it is we've had, we've had much discussion on this podcast about Fox and the future of him. And I'm, I'm a Fox booster, but I will confess. But I think this is now the clear line one way or the other. They need to get in the tournament next year. I think. Oh, absolutely. If, if they don't get if they get Maiden to come back and they don't get in the tournament. I, I think it is fair to make a move. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be hard to make the argument if you don't, yeah. right? Yeah. Absent, I mean, and, right, know, absent no one, hurt in the no one wants or, to hear this, right. and no one wants to hear this you know, like nine, eight months before the season starts, but or six months before the season right. starts, absent some like a inj- bad injury right, situation. Right, 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 right. One quick question, since we're on basketball, what do you think of Yarismar Ro- uh, Roseman leaving? You know, he's the guy that, that Fox brought in mm-hmm. to recruit Atlanta, Avery Johnson hires him away to go to Alabama. Avery Johnson's still the coach in Alabama. Yes, right? Okay, yes. good. I'm just yeah. lucky guess. Yes, yeah, and, and he made I know some it wasn't Wimps pro- Anderson. Yeah, he so, made some progress last year. Right. He did make some progress right. last year. What, what's your thought on that? Listen, Alabama, the reason Avery Johnson is at Alabama is because Alabama decided to spend some of that saving money to get a big shot basketball coach. Let's not forget Avery Johnson, like, coach, he's a, he was a big shot NBA coach. So yeah. You could argue yeah. how great he was, but certainly, like, he was. He was a name. Yeah, he was a name. He was the first. Like the Brooklyn Nets hired him to be their coach when they launched their team. Like this right. is the name guy. Well, I mean he's he's no Lovey Smith, but No, of course who is? There's no, there's only one Lovey Smith. And there's you know, there's only one Brad Underwood, but that's a whole other discussion. I can't talk about it. You know, recruiting is its own weird beast and its own kind of nasty thing. But you know, I mean, listen, Fox has made recruiting steps forward in yeah. the last couple of years in a way that I think has bought him some time. And I think that you can see either way how that'd be someone – if you're looking for a secure situation, put it that way, and then over the next five years, who's more likely to be the coach of their team in five years? That's a, that's a fair question. Avery Johnson or Mark Fox? It, no, that's a fair question. I think the answer is probably Avery Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And not because right, Avery Johnson is such a better coach than Mark Fox, but Avery Johnson is in his second year and Mark Fox is in his eighth. And that's just a really long time. Like, and listen, if it gets turned around this year and George starts making tournaments every year, then that's going to look like a bad decision. But now, like, Avery Johnson could lose 25 games next year and not get fired. Mark Fox needs to make the tournament or he's probably going to get fired. If you're a coach, you're looking at that situation, and you're looking at Alabama offering him what I'm sure was more money, I think you have to think about it. Right. So, speaking of uh, that Saban money, what do you think of the DJ booth in the locker room? I mean, Alabama has, I assume, a live-action replay of Caligula every day. So... <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> pour some, pour some out for, pour some out for Helamir, and you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Beyond the, beyond um, the green doors going. Ooh, hey. But I mean, in all sincerity. I mean, Dan Walken kind of like, and I don't know. He's he has a, a little bit of a thing for. I almost use a. You're gonna bleep this, right? He has a for for Georgia for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I think because he went to Vanderbilt. But you know, yeah. Right down. I'm the writing time. down Thank the minutes. You. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you was, might can. Yeah, right. it depends my mom on, might listen to this, so you should you should right. be. It depends on how lewd Will gets as we go on. Oh, oh, he's getting lewd because Colby. By the way, pour some out for Colby. The man came over here Colby. and saved us. Let, let's plug his uh, company. Hold on for a second. Okay. I got a little rant here. Okay, so walking goes off on Georgia about the DJ booth and. We got a DJ booth. Yeah, we got a DJ. Booth. I missed something. Yeah. No, yeah, we have a DJ booth in the locker room. Well, now. it's because of Sony because he's a legitimate rapper. Well, in, in whatever the reason is, really, really, it's what you're going to get fired up about when you have waterfalls and slides and a live action replay of Caligula every day in the <laughs> Alabama locker room. Yeah. Allegedly, I don't get it. I, I just yeah, whatever. It's not like it's not like uh, you're, you're given making sure the DJ has plenty of 
vodka and tequila and condoms. Uh, and they, like, it's not like part of that. No, the DJ's not playing G day. Right. I don't get it. Thing. So I agree. I agree. But, you know, I mean, listen, you know, we've discussed this before, but the, the difference of a culture, because, you know, of course, listen, obviously Kirby is like totally he's hip, hip. with hot music now. Hello, fellow teenagers. <laughs> Hello, fellow young, young people. But uh, I do think that, that uh, there's there's always going to be a contrast of like we don't know like, people have questions about Kirby people have questions about Kirby that and that not because he's a bad coach he's obviously had a good recruiting class that came in last year but like they haven't seen it yet and like listen we see what happens to coaches people love to make fun of young football coaches yeah of and, course like, some of the weird things that they do Lane Kiffin Will Muschamp like we love to do that well they and, used to make fun of Dabo until he yeah, until, himself yeah. Mad <laughs> right yeah and, and listen this would be a thing you know like we're everyone's looking to see. Like what? What is the? What do we really know about Kirby Smart as a coach or as a motivator? As all the things that we think of these things. What we know really from the outside looking in is that he's very weird around the press. The press <laughs> is like a very very strange thing for him. He might censor this podcast right now. The fact that you're talking about yeah, that. it's totally weird. <laughs> and uh, like 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 yeah, we have to get permission from the staff to mention the names of any of the players on the team. So he's weird about that and. There's this, you know, he's really in the G day, and then we've got a couple of disciplinary things, and like, so this is. Ooh, ooh. he's never had a fist fight with Jeremy Pruitt. So, yes, true. He's never. He's also never had tea with me in my den. There's um, <laughs> a man that's never been in my kitchen. <laughs> yes, but uh, the point is, is that you know, it's a thing that Mark Rick would have not done, and right. so therefore, right. it's going to make a little bit of an extra splash. I, I guess my point in that is that, look. You can't in one hand, and I'm not really talking about walking now here, but I'm talking a little bit like walking. You can't in one hand talk about Georgia's not willing to do the things it takes to win, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying a DJ booth puts you in a place to win, but if we could have, we could do three podcasts on paying players, right? But clearly, Players like a DJ Booth in the locker room. So, like, I mean, that's not a decision the coaches yeah. suddenly Kirby's made. Not like, oh, you know, Kirby's like, you know, what would be awesome. That would be whack. <laughs> right. No, no, Kirby didn't come up with that. Right. Jim Cheney did not come up with that. Right. You know who didn't come up with that? Former defensive <laughs> uh, coordinator for the Bears, right. Mel Tucker, did not come up with that. <laughs> right. Right. right? right. So that is something Absolutely. that that's, the players ask for this. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I don't get it. So let's talk about Colby, who saved us because he brought bourbon. Yes, he did. I mean, that's a strange segue, but yeah. I mean, well, we can talk about Steve Buscemi doing our um, I think at Ellis Island, but no, that sounds interesting. No. <laughs> well, real quick, yeah. Go ahead and tell the story about how you were about to walk out of this podcast. So we uh, we showed up. It's over been a here while, and, and Scott was. I'm, I'm in. I'm in a bad spot. To be fair. To be fair. Scott is uh, both trying to sell a house, which means you declutter everything. Mm-hmm. And, and to Scott, declutter means drink all the brown liquor. Mm-hmm. And um, he also, his wife is also uh, in Cabo. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Because Scott's wife is awesome. And uh, so Scott has three kids who are out of school the first week out of school. And are uh, somewhere in this house. I assume. No, he gave, them, he, gave them, he gave them four bags of red M&M's and uh, <laughs> yeah, told them not to leave the building. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but in all sincerity, we, we show up here and there's no bourbon, which if you know me, me, Will, or, or Scott, that's a problem. Savagery. Savagery. Um, so I literally was, and, and, and to, to Scott's credit, he was willing to make do with some very good Glen Blue 
and some rum, I think, that he uh, found yeah. in the back I of the found cabinet. It, yeah. It's never been open. <laughs> it's never been open, yeah. but it also looked like an airplane airplane miniature bottle. Maybe. Yeah. So I was been, like, it yeah. might have been Worcestershire sauce. It, <laughs> it's possible, but but not like French's, not yeah. not Liam Perrin's. Right. Um, so I was I literally was walking out, and Scott's like, "Hold on, I got I got a call." So he calls his neighbor Colby. Uh, so Colby shows up shows up with a cooler with the better part of a bottle of Maker's Mark, a couple of uh, ginger ales, just because, you know, people didn't have bourbon around who has ginger ale around. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he was very thorough. He was very thorough. He gave, was very thoughtful of him. Yeah, so, he's one of those neighbors that you have to have yeah, in order yeah. to make your life worth yeah, living tolerable. in your neighborhood. That's right. That's yeah. right. So and what's his company? He's uh, in the Shade Landscapes. In the Shade he Landscapes. He does a beautiful job maintaining your home and lawn and seating or Killing weeds or whatever, and uh, he'll have a. He's not afraid to have a beer with you, also. And uh, and he understands the value of having bourbon just laying around in case. <laughs> that's right. If you hire him to work on your home, he will bring you bourbon. Yeah, and if he doesn't, you should buy him bourbon because we owe him a bottle now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we do. I have a bottle. That's right. So thank you, Colby. He was my one call. It was like I was in prison. He was the one call I made, and I struck gold. And for what it's worth, you were in prison. You like completely were. No I mean, I literally was out. like, I'd already turned the auto start on my car to go to Village Wine and Spirits or whatever the place is up by Publix. That's right. You're Just right. in case. Yeah. You'd of be getting back right, right I know, now. I know liquor stores in town. Yeah. So how do we I feel? I wasn't going all the way to cor- the cork and bottle. <laughs> all right, so how do we feel depth chart-wise? What are we thinking? I don't really have a feel. I was glad to see uh, Mikol Hardeman on offense because I like things like that that makes everything exciting because that's what people talk about. And that's what makes good podcasting when somebody switches sides yeah. to go from defense to offense. It reminds me of the whole Champ Bailey experience. And he's wearing number four, which is what Champ Bailey wore. And, you know, you're going to have to replace Isaiah somehow. And nobody's going to be Isaiah. I mean, he, he would drive you crazy. Like, and I think we've talked about that on this podcast. But he also was the guy that would, you know, just set the world on fire at you know, any given moment. I do want to talk about the slot in a minute, but one thing, and this is percolating up right now, and I don't know when you hear this the next three or four days uh, or times. Uh, I, who knows? But the, the the prevailing rumor right now is Bryce Ramsey will come back. Really? And if he does that, 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 that changes the map. I, I mean, every, everybody right now is on fire for Jake Fromm. And I think Jake Fromm is an enormous talent. He's going to put up big numbers for UGA one day. I just don't think it's going to be 2017 no. unless we get in a situation where we go into – I don't have the schedule in front of me, but let's say we go into week five or six. We're we're you know five and six and zero, oh, or um, and Easton gets hurt, right? Um, at that point, you have a hard decision to make: do you burn the red shirt? You know, five or six. That's got to be by then uh, Tennessee, right? You know, yes. you you burn the red shirt and you put Fromm in, unless that's, you that's think the two game road trick, trip right? To Tennessee, the Tennessee right trips. So, but you know, if you don't you get in a situation you get the end of the season you know you're looking at and by no means we're trying to make projections now because that's next that's next season right but you get in a situation where you know you got a loss or two you're out of the east race or the east race a long shot by the fifth game no 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 eighth oh, ninth okay game. okay I can handle that. Um, right. You lose to Florida. You already lost to Tennessee. Yeah, you lost Florida and Tennessee. Yeah. Right. Even even at that point, you're six and two, seven and two, and you have Kentucky and George Tech left or whatever. Um, I don't see the need to burn from. I just don't. Um, Can I ask a question about general Georgia fan psychology? Yeah. Absolutely. Bad. Yeah. Why? Like, I get from is an interesting character. I think that there's got to be side talent's going to be on there. I know what you're about to ask, but like, weren't we just losing our freaking minds about Easton a year ago? Why yes. is everybody so excited about from? I don't. I don't subscribe to that. I think it's just kind of what you read about, and then people 
kind of sign off on that, but I personally don't subscribe to it. No, I'm, I don't I'm, get I'm it. Fine. No. You know, Eason cut his teeth last year, and he needs time to adjust in his sophomore year. <laughs> David Green, what, he won an SEC championship his sophomore year. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Granted, yeah. he was a red shirt, but still. Yeah. No, like, what is it? Like, it like, is. It's the, very much the, it's the next. We spent all last year talking about how, like, wow, here comes the guy. This I is think it's the, the vocal minority. But what like what did he like? Obviously, like he's not he didn't come fully packaged at eighteen years old to become uh, John Elway all of a sudden. But the idea that like he did anything last year that would not make you think that's the problem with recruiting services. They hype all these guys up, and you he's already he's a celebrity before he even steps Look. steps on campus. And now we're doing the same thing for Fromm. Look, Jake Fromm. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Fromm. I mean, like, Fromm had a TV uh, show. Like I said, Jake Fromm. One day we'll put up big stats for UGA in the same way I think Jacob Eason will, and. The, the fact of the matter is, is Jacob Fromm was throwing passes against Chris County and Northside Warner Robins. And, uh, he, Northside Warner Robins pretty good. Yeah, they are pretty good. You know, you know, they're not nearly as good as, say, Tennessee or Vanderbilt. <laughs> so, I mean, look. I, well, Tennessee. Right. <laughs> we can't say anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did you know? Wait, real, I'm going to cut in here. That's, by the way, that's an uncomfortable laugh. Yeah, I know. I'm going to cut in here. I, I happened to catch the end of Tennessee's spring game, and yeah. they were doing yeah. all this like uh, championship yeah. for life stuff. They really were. It was almost yeah, like a. Like you got to lean into it at some point. Yeah, it was like a an all star you know celebration type thing, and they were recreating. They had a cardboard placard. Oh yeah, oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. where whoever the receiver was, number 15, Malone, Josh Malone, Josh maybe? Malone. Yeah, they had a cardboard placard. Of him, and they had a cutout of where his hands were, yeah. and they were having all these celebrities come out at the spot where they were, where he threw the ball, yeah. trying to make trying it to through, make there. that throw. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. No, that was a big deal. That was a huge deal for Tennessee. So we can no longer so talk about our Veron Haynes play. Yeah, we can. But let me tell you something, <laughs> and we've talked about this a bunch. Their eight and four season was a season they've been building to. Yeah, that was the thing. right, and that yeah. saved their season. Yeah. They're seven and five. Yeah. Lost to Georgia. Lost to Florida. They beat Florida last year. I don't know. Uh, they did. Let's they just, did beat Florida. Last they beat Florida year. last so, year. So they got the monkey off their back with Florida and Georgia. Yeah. I guess. I guess. But it's 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 crazy. It, it is crazy. Kind of that whole thing. So get back to Jake Fromm and the depth chart for that matter. You you follow Georgia long enough. You follow any college team long enough. You get surprised, but. The idea that Jake Fromm's going to step up and take Jacob Eason's place in the depth chart is okay. it's it's just there's a huge. But why would people want it? The no, cause I, I they, don't. That's, that's, the cause they want the next shiny pretty thing. I, I mean, blame I blame Instagram yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know why well, I became the guy off my lawn but, guy. But, but even think about it. Even with with uh, Jacob Eason, by the way, that was two thousand three. That's when I became the guy off my lawn guy. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Even I with Jacob Eason's recruiting. 91. I never saw like a well-produced video of him dressed as Santa Claus as Jake Fromm was. I mean, it became this Wait, internet no, sensation. No, no, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is absolutely an internet brand, yeah. and, and that's part of it. Hey, and, and I'm not hating on that. Yeah. He's a Georgia kid. That's, that's part right. of it. Yeah. The other part of it, he came out a little more. Uh, his offense that he played in high school is a little more of what Georgia runs, right? What. Uh, Easton ran at, at Lake Stevens was very much a, a Urban Meyer, Florida. No, not even Urban Meyer, Florida. More like uh, Mike Leach. Like, <laughs> okay. you know, everything's in the shotgun, and you know, if these four things happen, then you hand the ball off. Otherwise, we're throwing, right? right? Or I guess more like, well, it's like I guess Mummy. actually more like Hal Mummy than yeah. Mike Leach because Mike Leach did refine that a little bit. But that is why that I mean, you know, you know, Easton never. And I talked about this a bunch last year. Easton probably took. 
10 snaps his entire high school career under center. Everything was from shotgun. Well, Easton played a lot better out of shotgun. You know why? He's much more comfortable that he can. He doesn't have to think so about freelance a little bit. Well, he, well, he he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to count steps. Right. He doesn't have to learn timing. His he, timing. He can take a breath. He can take a breath. That's right. That's right. right. When the ball's hiked, he can survey the field because he's not going backwards. The difference is is that again, Northside Warner Robins is a good football team. But you don't have guys that are going to go – multiple guys are going to go in the first round of the NFL draft bearing down on you from three different places for Northside Warner Robins. And, and Tyler Catalina is your left tackle. Well, <laughs> we're going to get to that in a minute. And on top of that, you don't also don't have James Chaney calling your plays, right? I mean, the plays are much more simple. And that's the other part. It's the learning curve from Jake Fromm. My opinion, this is just me talking, is uh, – He's got the same learning curve Jacob Eason did last year. So, so let's talk about the offensive line because yeah. that's that's something to really be excited about because of what they did in recruiting this past year. Right. I mean, we stand a reasonable chance of seeing some pretty significant playing time out of freshman Richards. Freshman. A lot of people project Isaiah Wilson, the guy out of Brooklyn, to come in and secure a starting spot on the right side and tackle. I, I can vouch when people come to Athens from Brooklyn, it goes magnificently. It goes magnificently. I mean, that's what happened to Will. I mean, but, but Will was from Guanas. He was a three-star. Though. You lived in Guanas, right? You I lived, lived in, in Cobble Hill. Hill. You lived in Cobble I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where do you play football in Brooklyn? That's my question. At Isaiah Wilson's high school. and uh, <laughs> the only place. By the way, I was in New York last week, and I explored Brooklyn extensively. Not really. I just drove through on the way to LaGuardia. But uh, I saw no football fields uh i did they see, actually have to play in the subway as it goes across the manhattan bridge yeah it's really uh, awkward you always like oh right. why did i why should have just taken the next train yeah so was um, it, so what is it it's like brooklyn versus staten island or no brooklyn, brooklyn, brooklyn versus manhattan. Manhattan. Oscar. Oh yeah God. no brooklyn like brooklyn is larger than atlanta yeah like brooklyn is massive but where do they put a football field is it one community everywhere field? No. yeah i mean oh, brooklyn there's is fields massive, everywhere like yeah physically geographically massive oh yeah it's so as like big as clark county of, yeah like there are you are tons of places to play football. yeah i mean there's there i mean yeah to, to be fair there are plenty of parks there we have a lot of young guys that got a lot of playing experience last year who are going to to be in a position to play now are those guys exactly what we want and this might be a nice segue into at least offensive line recruiting, we had a huge class. Um, and it, are there going to be learning curves to be, you know, that we're going to have to get around? Yeah, I'm kind of glad we're not playing North Carolina in the first game, honestly. Honestly. Yeah, App State's no pushover. App State's no, no pushover. Yeah, but they're they also are not, not North Carolina. North Carolina. Right, right, right. By the way, Mitch Trubisky, second second draft, yeah, second pick yeah, of the they're draft. They're going to regret that. Lots of Chicago you think they Bears are? fans. I don't know. We can have that conversation yeah. later. So, um, but, you know, defensively, I think we're going to be really, really good. I don't think our offense is going to have to do a whole lot other than just move the ball down the field. And well, I feel good about that. I'm, I'm most excited about the fact that maybe we can open some holes for that running game. Because, right, I mean, right, we right. literally have a backfield full of, like, who do you want? I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle are the, the stalwarts back there. But, I mean, Harrion and Holyfield or nobody sneezes that. And then you got the guy from, uh, what, uh, Philadelphia? Who set the world on fire and his his senior five star recruit who did the video of the oh, car yeah, yeah, race yeah. Hold and on. rocky stairs and everything? I wanted to say his name is Swift, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, that's yeah. right. What a great name for a running back, right. by the way. Right, and he doesn't even crack the three deep, right? No, there's no way. Not yet. He's not even deep. here. <laughs> right, Chubb, Michelle, Harrion, Holyfield. Right, and the Swift. I mean, you've got a. Holy, the name Holyfield. Oh, the, by on. the way, yeah. by the way, can we talk about split in a little bit? Sure. Hardman, Sony Michelle. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. 
I mean, people are rejecting Sony Michelle as then, potential then Hard- second or third. Oh, no, you said Hardman, Holman, Holman, not Hardman. Yeah, yeah, no, Holman, no, Michael Hardman. Yeah, and Jeremiah Holloman. Holloman. Right. What I'm saying is to say right. What I'm saying is to say people are projecting Sony Michelle as a possible third third team SEC at split end. Think about that. Think about it. you get a you get a situation where you can put Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, whomever else, Terry Godwin will feel at the same time with Isaac Nauta at mm-hmm. tight end. How do you cover that? You don't. Well, I mean, this comes back really to the Eason conversation again. Yeah. Like can if he, he pull the trigger if, if he <laughs> takes that step forward. And listen, I know that there's this general consensus that he was. Some people feel like because he didn't levitate last year that he was somehow a disappointment. Let's not forget like that Missouri game's a loss. I was about to say without yeah, Missouri without him. Yeah, without that, we're not even in the conversation for the Tennessee game without him. Yeah, and, and right. No, no, the Riley Ridley throw. And let, I mean, let's throw. not forget the the throw that put him away in the North Carolina game. That's right. That was like another perfect throw. Yeah. Like yeah, you know. So for me, you know, I know that he was not consistent. I know that there was some frustration. I know that there's a sense among some that he doesn't have like the fire or whatever thing that you, people think that these guys are supposed to have. But for me, you saw that talent. You saw that ability to do things that I have not seen the Georgia quarterback be able to. I, mean, I didn't see Aaron Murray do that stuff to be entirely. No, make, no Aaron Murray didn't that have that. Throw. Matt Stafford did. And so, you know, for me, the, to expect him to have that arm and be this incredibly consistent dude, fresh out of high school, fresh out of Washington. I mean, he just bought his first big razor. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. I mean, so did I. He did cut his hair, too. <laughs> well, that's, that's you got a shout out for Chris Pratt. Did you guys see that in the office? Did he really? You got a shout out for Chris Pratt. Pratt, 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 Pratt. Nice. Because he was posing in front of a Guardians of the Galaxy poster. And, uh, and of course, Chris Pratt is also from the Washington area. So oh, he okay. gave a shout out to, <laughs> to, uh, George, to George's superstar, next uh, superstar quarterback from his Twitter account. So love for Chris Pratt. So yeah. Chris Pratt and Samuel L. Jackson love the dogs. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. So, Michael, so apparently Michael Ironsides did too, but he died. He so. was Jester in Top Gun. Did you know that? No. I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. The guy that was the uh, colonel in... Um, Powers Booth? Powers Booth. Thank Powers you. Booth yeah. Powers died. Booth was. Yeah, yeah just yeah. died. Thank you. Yeah. My pop culture guy over here. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a movie podcast. You do. I'm surprised you didn't my... second me on that fact. Like, yeah, Michael Ironsides was Jester in Top Gun. You know, yeah. Jester's dead. Yeah, Jester's what's, dead. Wait, what's the, if we're going to do Top Gun, I can do that. <laughs> Did you see that today Tom Cruise announced that, that they are going to make a Top Gun too? I'll believe you want to Why? see it. Why? I have to say, I'll watch hey, it. Hey, I'm all for oh, that. I'll watch yeah. it, but yeah. listen, I am I am As long team, as Kelly McGillis is in it. I, I, I am team Tom Cruise is a very underrated movie star. And no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, a lot so. of people... I, why do people get fired up at him jumping on the couch? He loved his wife. Yeah. I mean, we can discuss how I mean, that really went. But I, I wouldn't argue that it was odd. It I, you know odd, what? If but, my wife uh, walked through the door right now saying, hey, I'm back early, I'd be yeah, jumping on the couch. <laughs> that's just because your three kids are downstairs a little yeah. bit of Lord of the Flies. It's, it's, it's 945. It's not, and I have yeah. no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I assume they're they're like huffing glue and drinking red food dye. <laughs> yeah. That's why and you're, and you're, my middle and you're, son's doing that. And no. no, no, no. Your five year old daughter's with. A, she has a bat. She's on the dining room table, and the boys are like, "What well, are they, we doing they're now?" They're playing their Nintendo, so they're uh, not even noticing. Yeah, they have no idea what's yeah, happening. Now I've got some cold sweats breaking. Yeah, ta- um, Taco, Taco, the dogs in, tr- in charge. Actually, let's talk about defense okay. real quick, and, and, and you know, give it like two or three minutes. Well, I get warm tingles when I think about the defense. Boy, do I! By the way, the um, Athlons All SEC team came out, and mm-hmm. Devin Bellamy's not on it at all. Did you notice that? Lorenzo Carter's the third teamer. 
That's okay. Trent Thompson. Let, let him, let him Trent Thompson's the only first teamer, but he's not even enrolled he's, right now. He's just well, he is. He will be next week. So either somebody somewhere thinks it's sleeping on George's defense, or or I have an inflated sense of where we are. I, I just think we're going to have one of the best front seven in the nation. I, I mean, not and not the conference in the nation. We have depth. We have returning talent. You know, one of the things that that concerns me is we were really low in tackles for losses last year, and that all starts with the front seven. But that also means if we revert to the mean, considering the, all these guys are a year older, yeah. Yeah. Um, we stand a chance of being really, really good. Um, and part of that was, you know, the the book against Georgia was you run the ball, you don't throw the ball. So that kind of helps on tur- tackles for loss. I just I feel good about the defense. Yeah. I think it was a reason. I mean, it was it came on strong at the end of last year, and everybody's back. I mean, yeah, what yeah. more do you want? So, what, yeah. what do you think about the secondary? Because that seemed to be a strength a little bit, you know, with Mari Smith kind of manning the free safety d- department back there, and I think it's going to be Richard LeCount now. He's wearing the same number that Mari Smith wore, and he's the stud five star uh, recruit. I don't, know, I forget where he's from, Liberty County or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, you lose a little bit for the secondary, and. That could be an area to where some other teams could exploit. Now, I haven't gone through and looked at what kind of offenses we're going to be facing uh, this year. I don't know if really Notre Dame has much to throw at you because who are they going to have? Malik Zaire? No, he's, no, he's gone. But he's, he's somewhere gone. else. They have. They do have a guy that could be potentially all American. Maybe, maybe no, potentially all, they have potential all American. They'll be disappointing. They'll be a disappointment this year. Well, again. I hope so because we'll be there. Yeah, but um, I mean, but I mean, talk about a uh, coach under fire. Though. Oh my god! Like you're guy. gonna find out. Who did they fast. play the first week? Because um, we play in the second week. I assume. Right I assume Navy. Their first game um, is home against Temple. Temple. Okay, so. Temple. So you know. And I, I did miss another guy that got a lot of mentions. Uh, Roquan Smith did get a lot oh my of mentions. Gosh. That and, guy in the bowl game, right? Right, all so, over the place. You know, you have to like across the back end, Parrish, Baker, Sanders, um, and whoever you want to throw out there. And the the thing about it to me that we have so much depth on defense. I mean, we just. I mean, Maurice Smith is the only guy we lost. Will and it's just. That was the one senior starter. Last it's one senior so, starter, right? And I mean, even even at this point, you're really talking about two seniors starting in the back uh, with Parrish and San, uh, Sanders, yeah. So, and then you get a guy that and the linebacker core who can legit play star that was second in the 100 that will play at something like six four and you know 260 pounds yeah. as a linebacker, yeah. yeah. Are you serious? And McBride out of Idea? That's crazy. And that should give you. I mean, it's funny. I know that. Well, I, the, the, I'm looking through right now the new Athlon book because they're out. The magazines are out. Go they to are. your local publics or your corner. Well, school's out, so them. Athlon should yeah, be. Yeah, you'll be able to find the magazines. Uh, in there, and it's funny. Are the children on fire? <laughs> Walker's flicking a lighter that he found, but other than that, we're fine. Yeah. All right, cool. That's yeah. But you found fi- the gasoline yet? <laughs> no, I hid that. Okay. The uh, the ma- the magazines are all out, and it's funny that almost all of them actually do see Georgia as the favorite in the SEC. So they see them in a feels like they should be the team this year, but we don't trust Georgia thing that everybody always does when they do these things with understandable reason. Yeah, I think. Well, Vegas is the same same way. Yeah. Vegas, some Vegas lines came out over unders uh, with Georgia and I want to say Florida at eight and then Tennessee at seven and a half. Yeah, right. I mean that's a lot. That's yeah. that's parity. Yeah, right. Yeah, and but I think it's hard to argue. I mean, listen, when Nick Chubb and Tony Michelle decided to come back to this team, it just when you see the defense, what it is. 
and you see a lot of the parts. And there's questions, you know, the question of the offensive line, question of the receivers. But, like, there is so much talent here that last year, I know that we were all up on, we were, we were optimistic and we saw a lot of stuff there, but certainly, you know, you understand why last year went the way it did. There was some disappointment, but it's the first year, everyone's kind of adjusting to the new system. You wonder if the win over North Carolina got everybody a little bit too excited last year. Uh-huh. And this, that really, they Guilty. really had the season that we oh, probably, yeah. we had the season that we probably should have had. I think it is reasonable you know, I mean, they, 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 it's funny. The, the one line you guarantee to find in every Georgia preview is, the honeymoon is over for Kirby Smart. <laughs> and, like, in every single one. Now, it doesn't mean that, like, he's so, like, immediately under fire, but there's definitely an expectation of a step forward this year. And looking at the roster, I don't see why there shouldn't be. One last thing I want to look at is, uh, is our return game. Miko Hardeman. He should catch every kick we have. Right. Uh, you know, one of the things that we have, and maybe this is a little bit of PTSD under Rick, we got where we just expected our kick return and punt return game to be don't mess anything up. Right. Logan uh, Gray. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Greyhound. Um, so you, we saw a little bit of that with Isaiah last year, but Isaiah was inconsistent. And I loved Isaiah. He was just, he just made decisions. I mean, that's how, that's how we lost to Vanderbilt. Right, although the, I don't think he's the one that let the ball bounce out of bounds, or no, he's not the one that. Well, he's the one that weighed 165 pounds and that Cunningham uh, tackled because well, <laughs> it was quite easy. That, that thing was Nick like, Chubb was playing fullback. Yeah, that thing was a slow motion car wreck. Like, yeah, like just, yeah. just everything. everybody's like, no, yeah, yeah, that's because we remember it, and I know we all remember it. Everybody is nodding their head right now. They called the timeout. <laughs> we lined up in that play, and then they're like, oh. Screw it. We'll just run it again. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. So the the yes. the fact of the matter is I'm glad we got that a competent. Oh yes. It's well. I think it's still cathartic for us to do that. <laughs> um, the uh, by the way, that's your Tony Weller three dollar word of the day. Um, cathartic. What? Cathartic. That's not three. Oh, you knew it. No. Yeah. No, it's, totally. It's oh, it's like a dollar seventy five. So. Um, I threw Bukalik out there earlier. No, no, and, that's, that's, that's big. <laughs> the, uh, no, when Will threw out Dulcet last year, Dulcet, like in season yeah, one, yeah, 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 that was tough. Stop. Bukalik, you know, I like Bukalik. Yeah, it's one of my favorite words. I have no it's idea like, what it means. It means that like when you when you eat too much food and you have like a... <laughs> no, you know, you have gas and you're like Bukalik. Really? I Bukalik. No, you eat too much food and you're like worried about your weight. Yeah. So that's a that's the, that's the a real word and that's the real definition. Yeah, yeah when people that stick... No. Okay. It means pastoral. The um, <laughs> pastoral. <laughs> yes, like, oh, <laughs> so, um, so back to our kick returning. Yes. Hardman could be a game changer, a kick returner. I, I mean, you, if you you don't have to flip the field, you just have to make sure you're not starting to drive inside your own twenty, right? Right, yeah. even on punts. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I, I'm just. You sound I'm excited. I'm excited about the young talent yeah. we have. Um, I, I think there's a lot of that's names the best that we haven't even mentioned. Yeah, I yeah. mean, really, not, they're a four-star, quarterback. three-star, five-star. Quarterback. No. Not excited. No, no. Yeah. Is that is that it on college football? I think so. I think that. Yeah. Uh, but go well. get your magazines because, like, you know, we we've got get educated people. Yeah, get educated. It start it, once the magazine's out. That's when. Like I love football magazines are always my beach reading. Like yeah. they are my summer beach reading. Yeah. So I think well, I'm I mean, power is knowledge. Yes, exactly. So what we'll do is we will put our Twitter on private. Yes, and then in order to interact with us on Twitter, you will have to pass a test on your football knowledge. Yes, right. I hope yes. I can pass. Does that sound What's like a thing? The, yeah. Okay. The first question is: What font does Phil Still use? What font? What font? Uh, let me see. Sans serif. Agate. 
What? Did I say it right? A gate. Yeah. Yeah. What point? Uh, like eight? I can barely read <laughs> what's it. A, what's the smallest font you can have, Will? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you went to journalism school. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, Illinois. Yeah, but. yeah. My, get, get my, uh, my pixel pole on that. <laughs> I was able to get away with saying that. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Makes a fall, exactly. So real quick, I want to go through the spring sports that have just kind of finished up and some news about it. Um, I mentioned at the beginning, uh, tennis last night had a very tough, tough run. loss. Hey, they make the final but they had a good run. run. Yeah, you made the final four. Well, I mean, they were ranked 16th coming in, and yeah. they beat uh, number five in Southern Cal, number four in UCLA. Yeah. To get The disappointing part is that Carolina also pulled off a big upset yeah. over Wake Forest. And, you know, that's – I mean that's that's actually the other side. If you go back to 1983 when Georgia was in the Final Four, uh, you know Georgia in uh, you know every everyone thought the Houston Louisville was the, one of the Houston Louisville game. Fajama Slama and Denny Crum was going to win the national championship and ended up the Fajama Slama. Yeah, Houston. Fajama Jama. What I say? Fajama Slama. You just said that. No, so, you said it. Check the tape. Thanks, Colby. And um, we're not taping this. Are we? We're not recording this. Are we? We're taping this. So. Um, <laughs> But everyone thought that it was going to be the winner of that game would be the national champion. Of course, North Carolina State beats Georgia and wins the national championship that year. I happen to think that the winner – I think Carolina's going to win it. It is also worth noting that they not only made this run, they made this run <laughs> in the middle of a rather serious scandal uh, that the, t- the, t- right. the Tennessee team right. has going on right now. Right. Like, like There's going to be more details to come, but the idea of illicit – Drugs and, uh, and the uh, not the drugs are themselves are illicit, but the idea of an athletic program and the sort of medicine that goes in, goes along with taking care of that that and that getting in the wrong hands or some of the assistant coaches maybe again this is all alleged. Uh, it's not even really alleged yet. It's just something right. that's floating out there. Yeah, there's there's going to be an investigation, but the idea like that's serious business. Yeah, is when you start taking. Medicine meant for one purpose and distribute it in another way. I mean, that's a felony. So, like, to have this go down and lose an assistant coach there on both the men's and women's teams right on the uh, on the eve of this. Listen, I'm not. I think it's too serious of a thing to say that they overcame absurd, uh, adversity or something. Like, that's a very serious problem. But certainly, it was impressive that they were able. Like, I once that happened, I was like, oh, they're going to get killed. It's a testament to Manny Diaz and yeah. what he can do yeah. as a coach. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not Mick, it's not the Mick taking greenies, but yeah. I mean, it's a mess. I mean, that's a like. It's, I have to say, it can be bad before it gets better. I'll put it this way: if that were imagine if this happened in football. It would just never like it would stain the program for a decade. Like it would. Like it is a very serious scandal that because it's tennis, nobody knows about it. I don't know. To be fair, I mean, I don't know. Penn State's gotten up off the mat. Yes. Okay. Fine. Half decade. But um, uh, but I would say that like. I mean, honestly, like Georgia for for not for nothing. I mean, that's where the Constance Hall of Fame is. That's where they host this right, championship. Right. Like tennis is a very proud part of the University of Georgia. To have that happen, I think is yeah, the the Final Four has obscured that a little bit. But that was a very very ugly thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, softball. Moving on. Mm-hmm. They did not make the SEC tournament, but they had a decent. Couple in the games. regionals, yeah, they the regionals. they lost to FSU in the regionals. Who was the ranked um, team in that? Yeah, that's yeah. right. They hosted the regionals. Um, the disappointing thing about softball is we came out of the gate so fast. I that's mean, right. I think we were undefeated. They through, were ranked thirteenth right, in the nation, yeah, like ten, twelve games, and just they, we got to the the conference tournament. And uh, I mean, the conference schedule. Uh, and granted, the SEC had we have like eight 
of the 16 Super Regionals? Yeah, Kentucky or something. hosted one. Or, I mean, eight of the 16. Yeah. No, there's 18 in Super Regionals. Regionals. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it's, it's SEC softball. It's legit. It's the thing. So I just can't get over that mask they wear, the pitchers. I mean... Have you ever played Let's, softball? So no, I, mean, I haven't. Really I'm not, I'm, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, really 40 close. feet is pretty Some close. Some girls don't wear it. Yeah. I don't know. It just looks looks strange. You never had a comebacker hit you in the leg. No, I played third base in yeah. high school, and yeah. that, that, that happens pretty quickly. That can be troublesome. Uh, anyway, uh, baseball uh, uh, had a good yeah. season so far. So here's my question. So now I don't know when this is going to go up, but the SEC tournament <laughs> That's the third is, mention is about to start. I better do this tonight. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, your kids are fine. I'm curious. I'm curious. This might regardless of what, unless they go nuts and win the SEC tournament, which I don't think anyone thinks is going to happen. But they've, I feel like they've played better in the last month than they did for the first two months of the year. Where we're right. like, wow, they're going to fire that guy. Do you think that he has done enough to keep his job for next? Because this is a team that's young and did seem to improve as the season went along, but is still. I think you it's hard to argue is not at the level that you would expect Georgia baseball to be. Do you think he hangs on? I think some people might would be, I think it's probably split if you if you ask the I don't know 50 people that follow Georgia baseball closely. I mean I say that kind of with tongue in cheek because it just doesn't seem to be right, right. that big of a thing. Like it used to be back in 08 right. when they went to the College World yeah. Series. And, and the games were these massive parties yeah. that you guys are always telling me about. And right, it's just, it, it just hadn't. I would love to rekindle that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things where was it McGarity that fired Perno? Yeah. Yeah. And some people, I've heard some people around town say, like, if they fired Strickland, Perno would be the number one guy on the list. And how would that make McGarity feel? And so I just kind of wonder any way that would happen. No, I, you I, just you just want yeah. no. I, I know. I'm just you saying. You can't it's kind do of it. Things yeah. that I hear. Yeah, I, I, I saw I, Perno. You know, because you know he, of course, he's the football coach at Clark Middle. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I did Clark. an event at Clark Middle, and he was there already, like talking to like all the top <clears> athletes. <throat> yeah, Clark Middle. Like he's like you forget. So he's that, all like, in over there. Right when you're like a high school coach, you have to recruit like middle school kids to play football, which I got to tell you made me feel. A little creepy to be a party to that, but uh, but that's that's a different discussion. No, but I mean, look, Perno is an Athens guy, right? I, I mean, anybody that's been to Athens knows that. So it, but is this is this a thing, a decision to be made on Strickland? Well, about I, I, I mean, about let, McGarity. Let, let's let's because you know his track record. Yeah, it's not great. So let, let's let's. Frame this in terms. So we bring up the Jason Butt question to Jerry Moorhead. Yeah. (laughs) So let's frame this in terms, I think, at least the way I see it. I think had we ended the season the way it looked like it was going to happen at the end of March, Uh we have no – There have been no question. I I actually don't think Strickland would be coaching right now. But the fact of the matter is we played stronger – the team looked better, especially I mean, down the stretch. Team. It's, a, it's a very team. young team. We won two road. Uh, we won two road the uh, series against the ranked opponents. Yeah. Right. We swept Georgia Tech. I just think McGarity is going to be in a tough place trying to make a decision about Scott Strickland. If you don't have a clear plan about Where who's you go with next, it? yeah. Because in frankly, it, it looks like. The uh, the couple of hires he's made, there hasn't really been a clear plan. I mean, I think you know. Well, Land- think about the next thing I was going to get into is gymnastics. <laughs> well, gymnastics. Lander's retiring, um, and and that's not to say that those aren't. I think both of those could turn out to be very good hires, but 
you know, the initial returns are mixed. But he 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 hired Durante for gymnastics, well, and then they had just had to fire her. Well, but you, he had. I mean, he was. I mean, Jake Clark came. I mean, he came here with Jake Clark, and Jake Clark was going to be. He was going to play Shockland. It's interesting to me that he hired Durante, and the only reason I can think that happened was, and I have zero inside, is that. You know, Yachlin didn't have anybody that she felt like you should call. And look, I love Suzanne Yachlin. I love her to death. What she did for Georgia Gymnastics cannot be understated. I mean, you can't you can't use words. You just can't use literally a statue of her. Right, right. You can't use words to describe it. So, I mean, you pretty good. And and I've I've seen some complaint. Why do you call her? Of course you call her. Of course you call her. I mean, she's still here. She still lives in town. Right, right. And if she says Courtney Cuppets is ready to go, and by the way, if you hire her, I'll be a volunteer coach, of course you hire her. Right. And, I, I, and I have some friends that like, ah, she was passing out lollipops a year ago. The program she came from is legit training program for young gymnastics. They send folks to the SEC all the time. It's over in Oconee County. I mean, I, I, I can quibble about whether or not there are people that are more um, – that are more ready to be a head coach. We have a former gymnastics, uh, uh, former gymnast at Penn State now, who's been, uh, who's from Savannah. I can't think of the name right now, but uh, who was whose name was bandied around. But the thing that getting back to baseball is like, okay, I mean, I personally think, okay, what do you, how do you evaluate what the season means? Um, even if we don't win tomorrow morning, it's currently Tuesday night. Uh, Georgia games just been announced going to play at ten thirty Wednesday morning against Mississippi State, a team by the way Georgia beat two or three. Mm. Um, I don't they have it, the player of the year on their team. Yeah, I don't think it was that that game was not Duty Noble, right? I just said that to get to say Duty, um, <laughs> but that game was in Athens, um, right? I don't remember. I think it was at Mississippi. It was no, it was here. It was it was here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The thing that I keep coming back to is okay, what's the plan? Uh, you know, where are you going next? If if the plans go back to Perno. I love David Perno. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I just it. threw that out there because I'd heard it. Right. You know? I just don't. I mean, look. I'm I, sure I, Perno would love it. But. Right. And, and look, David Perno, the reason David Perno is not a coach for the Bulldogs anymore has nothing to do with his, his ability to coach. It has everything to do with what was going on with his family while he was coaching here at towards especially towards the end of his tenure. Um now now there are there are players families that would argue with that and that's fine, but the the fact of the matter is that David Perno didn't become a bad coach the last three or four or five years being a coach. There were factors out there out beyond his right. ability to coach. Okay. That works for me for spring sports. I mean I think we covered it all, all right. on that. Um we're not gonna talk about soccer. Well I do yeah, I mean, I don't know if Will saw my tweet because he has like eighty thousand Twitter followers and is very. Well, he was also at the match. Everything. I was yeah, at the game. At the match, and I was at the game. But um, Atlanta United, I don't know. If you could. I mean, I'm sure there's quite a few of y'all that listen to our past episodes because they're very evergreen, meaning they aren't really. I'm being. Yes. I'm speaking that in jest because they're. I'm not sure lots of people are going back to preview our nickels. Yeah, to the nickel state game and everything. But, but a couple of podcasts back. By the way, I was, please don't do that. Yeah, Will, we were very wrong. They did not win by ninety. Will brought up uh, Atlanta United, and I scoffed at it because I didn't even know what Atlanta and what an Atlanta United was. And I got to tell you, my my two sons are really into those games. They know the players. Mm-hmm. I know Almiron, I guess, because mm-hmm. he just had a hat trick. Yes. And, um, and Joseph Martinez, who's the guy that's hurt. Who's hurt, yeah. But he was the star for the first few games. My my nine-year-old keeps asking, when's he coming back? Right, I'm like, right, what right. happened to right, him? Right, you know. And So anyway, I'm, 
I tweeted uh, during the match when they beat Houston four to one, and Almiron had a hat trick mm-hmm. that I was jumping on the bandwagon, and mm-hmm. I said I would probably eventually become a homer. And they are a fun team to watch. They I are. love the chance. In fact, I would love for UGA to do that where they beat the drums, and then people go you beat the drums. G. You know, it's funny. I would I, love to see that. That would be so original and unique. I met a Georgia fan actually at the match. I went uh, to I remember who who we were playing. I went to the match with Matthew Leach, mm-hmm. a friend of the podcast, uh, a few weeks ago. Is it the one they lost? Yes. Yeah, the yes. ugly ones. Is that the DC United? DC United. That's yeah, right. That that's right. Because that was the first MLS. I, I don't know. I remember that. DC yeah. United that was the first bad, MLS was, match I ever went to. Yeah. And that was in, the worst game they played. At RFK. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, but a uh, friend of the pod, uh, or a, a, a Twitter friend of mine, Atlanta Food Snob, uh, invited us up to to their suite. Mm-hmm. So we're up there talking to him. He's like, wouldn't it be awesome if we did that, the Icelandic UGA thing? Yeah. And I was like, that would be awesome, but I just don't see it happening because, it be awesome. uh, you know. Let, let, let's start it. Yeah, well, we, we have we have some alums. It's just they, they refuse to do anything well, besides sit down. Screw them. Well, I, they, I think it would be awesome. They're, you're right. You're right. They're the ones that sit in the shade on the south side. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, okay. they're the ones that enjoy comfort. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I don't agree with you. Yeah. They're not listening to podcasts. Okay. But and yeah, um, Their game Saturday was fantastic. Yeah. That, that, that was, the vibe that they got. Yeah. I mean, it's so much better than anything that happens in Sanford where they'll either pipe in the music or you know the tried and true band hits of the Taylor Swift songs that they kind of trump no, up. The it's band. also better than anything that's happened to Bobby Dodd. In are you oh, are know. you a member of one of the um, like supporters the groups? I'm yeah, I think that, that was actually because I share tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, with Matthew and Tim. and Tim Kelly. Yeah, and so I actually this was finally the first game I went to yeah. with my friends from the Starters on NBA TV. Oh, cool! Uh, I went with Skeets. So you took Skeets. I went with Skeets. Nice, and uh, and saw Tass there, so it was really great. But um, so. The game was terrific. It's the first time I've actually even been to Bobby Dodd. I've never actually been to Bobby Dodd before. It's very funny because... The football scene's different. Well, also, they don't know how to really sell beer very well because they don't sell beer. But it's funny. That vibe is... Hold on. I'm going to start a Zima joke here. Yeah, right. (laughs) And that vibe is fantastic there, but there's much curiosity about how it's going to be... When they get to Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz, yeah, or because realize there were supposed to be two games at Mercedes Benz Stadium in August, not it's happened, been delayed. Yeah. So now there are no home games in August because they Georgia Tech actually needs the stadium for apparently they have a football team, and <laughs> so those games are really fun. Oh, Bobby Dodd, incredible, and and just like you see, I've never been to Bobby Dodd. You realize, wow, that's. Well, it seems, theoretically speaking, a wonderful place to see a sporting event if there were like a real team that played there or something like that happened. So it's really so much fun. I hope. Oh, Georgia, Georgia Tech's a lot of fun there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, if you're, yeah. If you're a Georgia. And um, but so the team is very exciting. They're currently not in the playoffs, but that's that's really more because they've played fewer games. They've right. had a very tough schedule. They had this long West Coast trip, so they are on the right track now. And, right. They're uh, like ninth place, they but they're like three or four points out of seventh, yeah. uh, fifth place. Yeah. But they're well, two games. Houston, listen to me. Houston was uh, in was second place, place in yeah. the Western Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Atlanta's only played eleven matches. Like right over here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> without the red, I, I, I really without en- the red beard. Yes. I really enjoy listening to the European broadcasters. It makes it sound much more important than it really is. Yeah. Scott, you got to start listening to Men and Blazers. You just have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have a podcast. It's a podcast. They do. Okay, yeah. a podcast. I can do that. Yeah. Um, so, are we done with soccer? I think it's I mean, yeah. I've reached my. Everyone go. Everyone I, go. I, I, I'm, if you get I'm a, a chance fan. to go, but, 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 if you get a chance to go to a Bobby Dodd game, 
But for the 100%. last one, July 29th, I will be at that game with my son against Orlando City. If I are highly, highly recommended to go. We don't know what it's going to be like when they're at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll probably be fine. But it, but there's a unique vibe to those games at Bobby Dodd that's okay. really cool. And, and goalkeeping should improve. Brad Guzman's coming home. Yes. Okay. Yes. It sounds great. U.S. National if, if you mention Tim Howard, I'll understand yeah, that. He's in Colorado. Tim Howard. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he's back up Tim Howard. Cool. Yeah. So is the guy we have no good? Oh, he's he's a he's a good goalkeeper. His yeah, MLS yeah. his MLS average. Guzan right? played in the Premier in the Premier League. League. Sounds great. Right, right. He has the That's distinction the of getting two two straight teams in a relegation. It's not his fault. Yes. Okay. All right. So is, are we good on soccer? I think we're done. We're okay. Done. All right. Good. Real quickly, at the, it's the end of the podcast. We've yeah. been going for a good hour, and I want to try to keep it at right right an hour. Yes. And the children have set the lawn on fire. The, so. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it is it's always one. It is ten p.m. Eastern time zone. My kids, I have no idea what they're doing. I know they're not in bed. Thanks, honey. They're, um, down, they're downstairs running lines of powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. They're making brownies and they don't know how. You know, <laughs> eggs brown. Um, so there's quite a few non-conference games in college football this year that are happening in the early parts of September. And so I'm just going to list a couple of them and I want you to either give like a quick yay or nay. You're interested. Uh, how do you want to, how do you want to categorize this? You see where I'm going with this? Yes. Um, how do you want to categorize it? Like yeah hot, nay. cold, yay, yeah, nay. Yeah or nay. You're excited to see it. You cool with that? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm just going to pick these at random. Uh, September 9th, Oklahoma at Ohio State. Nay. Not interested. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, I'm. I'm tired of Bob Stoops. I'm tired of Urban Meyer. I just don't. I. I don't see that being a compelling game. I, I don't think Ohio State's going to be that good this year. Oh, I, that's just. That's just. That's a uh, forty thousand foot view, but I just don't see it. Okay. I don't know. I kind of like the Kevin Wilson thing for them. I think that uh, made a big difference but, for them. But so. that's. But see, that's the part of it. A new offensive yeah. coordinator just yeah. it feels feels stagnant. But it's a logical fit. I. I. I, th- I think that's a fun game. I'll go yay on that game. Okay, so I'm going to go something similar that I think you're going to be split on. Uh, LSU versus BYU in Houston on the very first weekend. I mean, could there be any more disparate fan bases? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right? And the uh, fact that it's in Houston, LSU fans are going to be all over that place. No, that's going to be... I it's don't, an LSU home game. I mean... Um, it's BYU versus LSU. I wish LSU would play it. I'd like to note that, like again, my my friend my my friend Aileen, who is a pro, uh, professor at Syracuse, says that they're still cleaning up Syracuse from I don't when LSU it. was there I don't uh, last it. year. So I wish LSU would play at BYU. It's just to scandalize everyone. Oh my God, no! But see, could, so so is yeah. Have, have you? I'm nay. I'm nay. Okay. Um, pro, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pick another one that y'all are both nays. Hold on. on. Okay. Have you ever? You ever been to Utah? You've been to Utah. I've driven through it. I'm you've never. You've been there. You've never been, been there airport. drinking. You've never been there drinking. I've not. No. You have to buy private club memberships. I mean, the liquor. You have to get a membership to a liquor store. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I, I rented videos for the first time in fifteen years today from Vision Video. I had to get a membership. Vision Video. Moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> September 9th. I've rented videos because my wife's out of town and it was yeah, raining all I day just, and whatever. Yeah, I yeah. rented uh, the internet fixed that. I got it. I know, but it was a five for five. It was like I got Pee Wee Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. I got Swiss Family Robinson, uh-huh. Three Stooges, and some other things. So anyway, and what did the kids watch? They're watching. They might be watching <laughs> something right now. Yeah, exactly. What did the kids watch? Um, all right, uh, September night, TCU at Arkansas. That game has a lot of awesome written all over really? it. Really? Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. 
Okay, I'll, I'll go I'll with that. That one. That, one, that, one, that is, is a goofy ending winning that. Yeah, no, that's there's all kinds of stuff goes down. All right, I'm trying to throw out things that I don't think you're gonna like. What about uh, September 3rd? What day is that? Is that like a Sunday? I think it is a Sunday. Sure. Okay, yeah. so it's a Sunday game. It's Memorial Day weekend, so they're probably I mean, yeah. it's Liberty weekend. So West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Yeah. yeah, shouldn't they play all the time since West Virginia really should be yeah. in the Big Twelve? All right, we're gonna move. On. I kind of like Justin Fuentes doing Virginia Tech. No, I like, think yeah. I, I, I mean it's all the I conference. Mean, it's the got, conference thing. Yeah. Also, I mean, let's not forget who the quarterback for West Virginia is. By the way, who? Will Greer. Are Will you Greer serious? Is the quarterback for West Virginia. Oh yes, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. Former, so Florida, former Florida quarterback. Yeah. Yes. All right. There's another game that Sunday. It's yeah. uh, Texas A&M at UCLA. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that sounds. You want to talk about clash of? Clash of styles and fan bases. Well, and Anum beat UCLA in College Station last year. All right, uh, this is interesting because I thought they only played on Thursday for the first weekend. North Carolina State versus USC, or I'm sorry, South Carolina. I wrote down USC. That's right. not the real USC. The only interesting thing about the game is to see how how the South Carolina hype train is working. It's in Charlotte. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there is there are people. If you look out there, there are there are prognosticators that Dude, North Carolina have, State's going to win that game. Oh, I think you're right. They've got a bunch of returning. I'm starters. just saying there are people out there that are on the South Carolina train. Uh, let them be. Let them let them get on that cockaboose. No, I look. I'm, they are they are the world <laughs> champions of the preseason national right. championship. Um, uh, Monday Labor Day night, the only game in town: Tennessee versus Georgia Tech at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, if it's ready. If it's ready. If it's ready, I'm going to watch that game because that's the only college football on TV. Yeah. But I am rooting for the officials. I hope Penn Wager calls the game and he kicks everybody out. So typically you'd call that a meteor game. Is that just like a stadium collapse game? Well, not with the new stadium, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the uh, um, Have you heard Drew McGarry's line about the the, the roof that they're trying to? Uh, yeah. He calls yeah. it to Megatron. There we go. I got <laughs> Write the time down. One, One oh three. That's what it looks like. It looks like a Transformers. <laughs> now, now I got to write down another time. Though. Three seconds after. I'm sorry. It's, it looks like a Transformers Anus. Megatron's. You know, y'all are killing me. All these beeps that I got, or I'll just I'll just cut it out. I'll just it I will end this segment early. <laughs> you got other questions. Talk, like all right, um, I don't know how long this is going to go. Uh, Utah BYU on the third week is that interesting? That's always fun. Oh That's yeah, Holy fun. War, hundred yeah. percent. Okay. That's fun. All right, we'll we'll keep these real brief. Auburn at Clemson the third week of the year. Eh. Dabo and eh. Gus. I mean, I, I could be convinced later, but do they nah. play every year? No, this <laughs> is the like... this is the get back for the game last year. Yeah. They where every, like, everyone thought Auburn was the thing because they gave Clemson a hard game. Yeah, yeah. and everyone's got all excited about Auburn because Stidham's there now. Right, yeah. right. Michigan, Florida State, and Dallas first weekend. I think that's fun. Yeah, that's, that's the last going to be a lot of fun. That's a lot. That's and fun. by the way, Florida State's going to house them. Yeah. Wait, no, I, I messed I messed that up because I also have Florida State's playing Bama the first. Florida State's weekend. playing. But Florida Bama State is a really good football. Who's team. Michigan playing? That's not that's Bama. A, let me look that up right. I mean, Michigan, not not Florida. I just State. said Michigan, Florida State in the first week, and then it's maybe, Alabama, Florida State. Let's maybe go, Florida State. Let's go to the Athlons. Florida State's playing Michigan and Alabama. There it is. There Michigan it is. plays Florida. Oh my week. bad. Michigan wow, Florida. Florida's is this oh, Florida's crap. first time? Like, think about it. Florida never plays. Game. Florida crap. never plays a big game. I'm still Ever. picking Florida to beat them. And that, that just breaks my heart to do so. That's a rematch of that uh, Lloyd Carr Bowl when Rich Rodriguez was taking over. Down well, the it's, also, it's also a rematch a of last year, uh, two years ago, Citrus Bowl. Yeah. That's yeah. a fun little game. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan's, Michigan is 
They lost they went, a lot. They went of to players. Italy. Uh, he kissed the Pope's ring or something like yeah. that. They lost a lot. Gave what? Him he gave the Pope a helmet. Yeah. I swear I'll to God, I thought you said something besides helmet that rhymes <laughs> with helmet. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> I thought he said that too. Uh, and that, that might get pass. All right, so uh, FSU Bama, you think Bama's going to. No, it's the Pope. You can't say that. <laughs> that's right. You can't say yeah, that. That's the one you let pass. That's right. Um, I'm not Catholic. Yeah, well, you, you still can't say. <laughs> I'm not either. But. Some of us are. Will's mom is too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So real quick, last one. I'm just going to pick one. We're not going to mention UGA at Notre Dame because we all know about that. This one intrigues me. Fourth week of the year, Colorado State at Alabama. <sighs> Mike Bobo. I mean, I'm going to watch stuff. that. I'm going to pay attention to that game, but I mean, it's not. That reeks of a game that if he can score a bunch of points in that game, he automatically, job. automatically becomes a huge name moving forward. Automatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably won't happen. He gets Mississippi State, John. Yeah. yeah. There, there we go. There is a no downside. That's a no downside game for Bobo. No, of course not. I mean, unless you get housed. If you get housed, yeah, you're probably going to get housed. 68 nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. They're, they're not very good. <clears throat> Yeah. Alabama? No, Colorado State. Oh. But Alabama's no good according to their 2018 recruiting class. I Yeah. It's a long way to then. And it's a long way till college football starts. So thanks for listening to this episode. It's been a while, man. It's uh, I feel It feels good to get the, the yeah, geeks get out. Back going. I, are we classifying this as the official end of our second it season? It depends. Well, I think, I think we have time for at least one we'll more. We'll probably do one more. Okay. In and June? What, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then I, once July comes, we start actually. July, yeah, yeah July starts yeah, our season. Once, once they start practicing for real, yeah. we start yeah. for yeah. real. Yeah, we start. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I'd see us doing. I'll this still be one. wearing my yellow jersey. You this is right, the right, penultimate right. episode yes. of uh-huh. season two, unless we do two. Then it's the next, the not ep- penultimate, right? The yeah. penultimate, penultimate. But we appreciate y'all listening because this was fun for us to get together and at, yeah, at the minimum drink. Exactly. Yeah. Now um, let's uh, go, uh, go see I need if to the go. children have made their own community and their own rules and nation and right. laws. And, uh, it's like Lord of the Flies yeah, down they've there. Actually Which is kind of different than what we're living with. So Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, you know, I have to say, are you proud of that? I didn't get one Trump com- comment the entire time. No, you time did really well, Will. Do you want me to bring really it up? Well. No, well, no, he, took, he took his medicine, so. Yeah, yeah. Near Trump. <laughs> it's been very apolitical, which I like. I mean, you, yeah. you know me; I prefer apolitical talk. Yeah, I prefer apolitical talk too. Yeah, yeah. However, you know what? Let's just move on since, since we since we've gone there. So right. So I guess I guess the only thing to say is go dogs. Go dogs. I like it. And thanks so much for listening. We were definitely joking about locking up our Twitter feed. We are actually very interactive on Twitter and even solicit potential topics for us to cover on future episodes from you, our listeners. So feel free to hit us up at WSLS podcast. Another very important part of this podcast are subscriptions, ratings, and reviews on iTunes. It only takes a few minutes and we would be most appreciative if you could take the time and review our show for us. We promise to read your review on future episodes. We've done that in the past and would really love to read a new one coming up soon. <laughs> so if the kids are out of school, Enjoy your family vacations. I know we will. And make sure to listen out for our next show, which will take place sometime in June. We'll consider that the end of our season two on this podcast. And once July hits and Georgia's preseason camp starts, you can expect to hear back from us on a more regular flow of one to two episodes per week. So until next time, have a great rest of your week. And we'll definitely see you on campus very soon. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>